Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive of rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I can't really overstate how important it is that we have so many longtime patrons of this podcast. But it can always be worse. <laughs> I'm so thankful that it isn't. It's going to be our next t-shirt. It can always be worse. The create <laughs> unknown. <laughs> I am thankful for everybody's little interests and quirks. Just show people more and talk about stuff more. It is never, ever annoying. Can I make a weird analogy here? When you go to the mall, okay? Isn't there a documentary about nobody going to malls anymore? (laughs) Okay, pretend that it was 10 years ago. Everybody should be obsessed with with something. Not so much that it ruins your life, but you should be into something, and you should take it seriously. Hey, welcome to The Create Unknown, the home of Make Something Mean Something. I'm Kevin Lieber. It is TCU night, but it is a very special TCU night. It is the TCU night before Thanksgiving that we call Friends giving with me as always is matthew Tabor. yeah i want to be clear though kevin and i are not friends we're friends with you all of you <laughs> right but <laughs> strictly but a not business actually. relationship <laughs> nothing more that's right uh we actually don't talk <laughs> right. at all other than this you know hour and a half once once a week on wednesday nights otherwise it's just pure disdain behind the scenes for each other it's true. It, one time he rapped on my front door and I, and I, I went there and he was covered in blood and, and heaving. He'd clearly been running in the snow for miles. And I said, Kevin, is this work related? And he said, no, no, it's an emergency. I just slammed the door. That was it. <laughs> it's only work. It, it, under no circumstances uh, will I, I engage with him in any other capacity. No, no. And I was literally rapping. I was freestyle rapping on the door, which I'm not good at, but I was trying my best. I thought, you know, how, I, how can I get Matt's attention? Uh, didn't work. Uh, so here we are. But we're also gathered together tonight for something that's become an annual tradition, this Friendsgiving thing. And uh, I'm really excited about it. I like it. There's, uh, we have our Discord full right now with lots of patrons and some lurkers, often, some yeah. friends, some longtime listeners. Uh, but but before we get into a little bit of what we're thankful for this year, I wanted to give a huge shout out to Food for Dogs, 
who yeah. somewhat recently came out with a, a video that is doing really, really well that has a, a lot of similarities to the podcast that we did together when, when she came on the Create Unknown, discussing her, her backstory and her journey into getting into gaming you know, later in life. Yeah, it's certainly a unique video, and uh, it, I'm glad that she made it because I know that kind of thing isn't easy for anybody. And and she uh, expressed that you know, she was kind of hesitant to get into into all the details, and and she she did it, and it's worked out well, and people love it. A lot of people love it. Like you said, half a million love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's because it's a, it's a really personal story, and and yeah, if you listen to the Food for Dogs episode of the Create Unknown, you'll know a bit of it. She talks about it more in detail on her channel. But yeah, I think it was picked up by a bunch of gaming websites because it is so unique and inspiring. And, you know, yes. you can't help but just be kind of amazed. It, it sounds like it should be a movie. Like you couldn't write really should this be, yeah. story. Um, people almost wouldn't believe it. But I was just really, really, really glad to see such a positive response to it. And, um, yeah, just, she deserves every bit of it and just wanted to throw that plug out there because if you haven't seen it, if you don't know about it now you do. And part of the mission of the create unknown is to, you know, promote these people who are doing and making uh, great things and kind of sharing their, their stories with the world. So shout out to food for dogs for, for crushing it with that video. And, and it has, a, ha, has had a big impact on her channel too. I've seen a bunch of other videos getting like six, oh, cool. six figure views, views like hundreds, thousands on this one, hundred thousand on this one. Like it's kind of a big deal. That's it's kind of a big see. deal. Yeah, it is. Um, but for tonight we are going to do some, uh, a little bit of thanks, giving a little bit of thanks, things that we're thankful for. I wrote down three things that I wanted to cover that I'm thankful for. And hopefully, Matt, you can also share three things from your end that you're thankful for. I wish I had three. Oh. I wish I could make a list that long. One and a half, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, you've got you've got a list then. Uh, should we start with should we start with your list? And are you gonna go? Are they in any kind of order? Uh, they are. Yes, they are in order from okay. like most significant to <laughs> least significant thanks yeah they are in, in okay well in order start from the bottom then i suppose oh start from no no, no. i want to start from the top because it's the most important thing and oh, it's you, the you just part. want to get the banger out of the way then okay That's yeah cool. because it's really the spirit of friendsgiving and i want to start off friendsgiving uh giving giving thanks to our tcu patrons that's what i want to start off with that's kind of the point of Friendsgiving in, in a lot of ways, but it also is genuinely something that, and I know I've said this recently, but I don't think that at least I do a good enough job expressing, uh, first of all, how thankful I am for this community, uh, how thankful I am for all of our regular listeners on this podcast. Um, but also, it's I can't really overstate how important it is that we have so many longtime patrons of this podcast. You know, it's weird to go into that kind of like the business side of things. That's sort of like how the sausage is made. For one, it's like kind of boring to people who don't care how sausage is made. And for two, two it's like- They just want to eat the sausage. just yeah. want to eat the sausage. I know, just dunk it in some, some mustard. But very seriously, 
all of you who are patrons of the Create Unknown are supporting the show and uh, making it happen in a way that if if you might be a patron of somebody else and you think, ah, my $2 doesn't really matter or ah, my five bucks, uh, it doesn't really matter. For us, it does really, really matter. And it really does make sure that all of our, our bills are paid. All of the things that we need to happen to make this show happen every week is taken care of. Keeps it going. It keeps it going 100% yeah. in not a, a, you know, an insignificant way. In a 100% significant way, it is very, very real for us. It's not... It's not like um, extra money that I get to spend on Slim Jims. <laughs> no. It's not like Kevin's Slim Jim fund. It's like <laughs> it is literally helping the show and ma- and allowing it to get made. Yeah, but we've you know we've talked in the past about the difference between having a community around this versus Vsauce stuff, and it, it is just so remarkably different that you know I, I can name fifty people who hang around in the discord <laughs> i can i can name the people who are uh patrons of the show um can i come up with 10 individual people who who i know are uh, somehow part of the vsauce community probably not and that's weird because the scale is like it's yeah. tremendously different um but we yeah we just we just don't get to know people at all on that other side of things it's just it's hard to explain because it's it's so odd but you know i think about like um when like back in the day when musicians would give interviews about touring and you know it's like what do you think of albuquerque and you know they're like well (laughs) i got here at four and was on a bus all night and then i did the show and you know passed out like but it looked nice Right. Uh, it's that kind of thing where you just don't, you don't get to, uh, to get close enough to it, to, to really have it, um, matter in a personal way, but we have the complete opposite with this podcast. And I'm so glad that we have those two things. I think that not having a thing like this is a reason why, um, some people feel like YouTube stuff is a grind because they, they do get into this faceless audience mode. Uh, where nobody knows them and they don't know anybody. Um, mm-hmm. That's tough. So, uh, yeah, we get the opposite here and it's awesome. We can hang out. We can enjoy ourselves completely and and follow along with what other people are doing. You talk about how long uh, some of the, the listeners have been around. I mean, we've seen people go through high school and go into college. We've seen them uh, get different jobs. We've seen them just do all sorts of crazy things, you know, Um and get better at the the stuff they're doing, whether it's editing or uh, making videos or uh, any artistic stuff. Just everybody's progress, we get to see it, and that's amazing. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. It's great. It's so it's so exciting, and we're we're always you know every episode we have some explicit topic that we're discussing, or we have a guest that we're interviewing, and we never really get the opportunity to take the time to just ev- let everybody know that it it means so much. Um, all of our patrons, all of our people who just hang out in the discord. And if you do, you know, neither of those things, but you just listen to the podcast in the shower every week or or whatever, uh, you know, you're included in this as well. Yes. Yes. Listen to our voices while you bathe. Uh, it's, you'll only get cleaner, but 
that's where that's where I wanted to start things off because it's Friendsgiving and 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 literally like all week when I was you know making those graphics for Friendsgiving, it was just nice to see people in the Discord excited for it. Um, yeah, just had fun. Yeah, yeah. It's like, hey, we're not we're not discussing any sort of drama on YouTube this week. We're just here to discuss kind of you guys and this community and this podcast and um and what's going on with us in this crazy youtube world in the episode chat jump in take over uh throw things in um i can i do something off my list now yes okay so this sounds like a joking kind of thing but i am so completely dead serious about it i am so thankful that that all the difficult and bad things aren't worse. We were talking about this the other day. Like I, I am so thrilled when something is difficult or goes wrong or whatever, that it, <laughs> that it isn't worse because <laughs> it can always be so much worse. <laughs> like absolutely always. Um, and sometimes it is. Uh, so uh, when, you know, when schedules are tough or, uh, you kind of run out of energy or just anything that sucks. We've got a lot of people sick right now. It's weird. Uh, Andre APM, he's a little, little, little down with COVID and things like that. It seems, um, Dojangles, uh, booster shot knocked her out. Uh, look, those things aren't cool, but, um, oh, it, it can always be worse. <laughs> I'm so thankful <laughs> that it isn't. It's going to be our next t-shirt. It can always be worse. The create unknown. <laughs> and Conrad says that he is sick of me. Well, you know what, Conrad? It could always be worse. We could switch this show to five days a week and you'd feel obligated to listen. And then you'd have five times the pain. But mm -hmm. you don't because it's not worse. This is exactly my point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But. Uh, but no, I mean, things have been up and down as they are in. You know, that should be clear from 10,000 episodes of this show that uh, there's a lot of inconsistency. Um, and that can be great when things are uncommonly good for a long time. It can be terrible when you're in a massive rut. But usually it's this crazy up and down cycle and you never really know what's what. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I, I look at that and think, God, it could be so much worse than it is right now. <laughs> and I'm happy that it's not. Um, yeah, I, I am truly thankful, thankful for that because there are times when it's worse. Um, and it, it's, it feels good to know that, you know, it, things just aren't that bad because they just aren't. Yeah. Being grateful seems like something that you don't hear a whole lot <laughs> about, you know, yes. just kind of like generally speaking, if I can throw that out there, uh, it doesn't seem like a whole yeah. lot of people uh, recognize kind of like the, the things that, that, that they do have in their lives that are good. Um, maybe they do and they just only like stuff. to talk about the bad stuff. I don't, I don't know. That could be possible as yeah. well, but, uh, it is important to, it's hard not to, yeah, to it's hard not grateful. to let it dominate. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, no, it's, it's cool to step back and, and think, if you, if you can't just plain be grateful and be happy about all the things, at least be happy that <laughs> they're not worse. When you go to get the mail and then this thing that you got off eBay that you should have gotten a week ago still isn't there, uh, you can be angry about that or you can just be like, hey, I didn't get you know hit by a truck when I crossed the road to the mailbox. That's awesome. 
it could always be worse. I didn't step in dog shit on my way to and from the mailbox. <laughs> yeah. It can always be worse. So I'm thankful that it's not. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. That's good. I, um, I have a number two for, for a thankful, and that is the new Vsauce 2 format I am thankful for. We haven't hey. talked about that at all, I don't think, on TCU. I think it would have been a little premature. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't, I don't even know if we've really mentioned it. But for those who follow Vsauce 2, there's been a shift in style recently, which is, you know, a, going away from the paradoxes and the math games and going into stories that really illustrate the real life consequences of getting things wrong when it comes to any sort of cognitive analysis. And for years, you know, I was really proud of the fact and, and, you know, we put a lot of effort into the conclusions of Vsauce 2 videos, uh, giving people some sort of like relatable or 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 real life tangible way to understand uh, why something like optimal stopping theory matters you know it's not just it doesn't have to do with just you know euler's number or whatever it has to do with <laughs> yeah. finding a parking space or proposing marriage or buying a house like this is all <laughs> optimal yeah. stopping theory so that was always, to me, such an important part of Vsauce 2 is, why does this matter? You know, here's this math thing, or here's this paradox, or here's this game that somebody invented 50 years ago, and we're going to talk about it. But now I'm going to explain to you, you know, why this, uh, how, it, how you can change about how you may, might think about your life as a result of this. But that was always the conclusion you know, you kind of had to get through a whole lot of explanations and backstory and how the thing works and why it works and what's confusing about it. And that ended up being 90% of the video. Well, mm -hmm. with this new style, which is uh, really a crime analysis with a focus on math and science, really that story takes the forefront. It's, it's no longer just a conclusion. It's really the whole thing. It's, you know, here is a real life version of this playing out really, really catastrophically for people. Mm -hmm. um, and that's very different. And I think it's a really natural progression for the channel. Um, and the response to it has been overwhelmingly positive. And I'm very thankful for all of those things. People do like it. And I'm, I'm happy that, uh, I'm happy that they like it too, uh, but it's it's really a lot more similar to to your older videos than it, than it probably seems to some people who are like, oh, let's let's play around with Euler's number. Um, it has elements of all of that stuff, all the paradox stuff, because that goes into how people think and why this thing that you're looking at feels like a completely different thing. Um, back to the the human experience videos of five years ago. Um, it's got elements of those. This is the most natural next progression <laughs> that, that I, I think anybody could possibly come up with, even though it looks like a completely different thing. You look at it and you're like, oh, this is crime stories. Well, the thing about crime is that you get a beginning and a middle and an end built into the thing. Even if the ending is it's not over yet, that's still an ending in terms of telling the story to that point. Um, 
that's a different thing than uh, like optimal stopping theory. You say you, you don't have a beginning, a middle and an end to that so much. You're talking about a concept and you can talk about uh, how it plays out in real life. And that's good stuff. Uh, but uh, the story element here is is a nice touch and it makes them uh, it makes them a lot nicer to work on. That's cool. But uh, it's it's great to see how much people enjoy these, the, the stats on um, people sticking around for the videos or watching a second or a third once they've seen the first one. Um, yeah, it's, it's been a long time. And this is like the fourth or fifth era for Vsauce 2, isn't it? Oh my gosh. I don't even it's, know. It's happening it, again. It might be, <laughs> it might be more than that. <laughs> There's been a lot of eras of Vsauce yeah. 2. Um, but that's really kind of my fault, but because I like, I don't know, man, like at, at some point I feel like I've done the thing enough and it's time to do a new thing. It, it's, it's a, it can be as simple as that when it comes to these formats. Yeah, but you haven't you haven't taken something that was at its peak and then just said, I'm bored of this. I'm going to do something else. Uh, no, I think you you have done things until they run their course, until it makes sense to do something else, whether um, well, mostly based on, on what your audience seems to like. And uh, that's we've talked a little bit here and there about how it's OK to do that uh, with whatever art stuff you're making that you can evolve and you kind of have to if you <laughs> want to survive on things. Uh, but at this point, it's been, it's like round five and it's okay. I think this is the first time where I'm not nervous or, or uh, on edge about it. Um, all the other times you're like, oh God, I hope, I hope this is going to work. I hope what I, what I think is uh, a natural progression is uh, the audience will see it that way. Um yeah, yeah. Th this time it's like okay, it's it's time for another shift, and that's that's all right. There's a lot more confidence in it. Well, and also there's no. Is this interesting? Like we would have conversations, uh, just yeah. just to I guess peel back the curtain a little bit on Vsauce too. Is that there were a lot of conversations about topics when we were doing the whiteboard math and paradox videos that were flat out yep. like, is this interesting? <laughs> like. At all. Like, yeah, broadly can... interesting to somebody who would like turn on the TV in the middle of it. Would they even spend 10 seconds on it? Because um, all that stuff, like the the more detailed and in the weeds you get with some of the math stuff, it gets really fascinating to people who want to go in the weeds on math. Guess what? Most people don't. <laughs> they, they really don't. Um uh, you know, and watching even just super capable people like a number file who uh, he and, and other people on that channel can go into 40 minutes of depth on uh, something that that you'd think would top out at five and they can do that. Then um, it gets really, really interesting. Um, but we, we have looked at stuff like like TikTok and talked about shorter content and um, di different styles of conveying the things we want to convey, whether it's a bit of knowledge or whether it's a feeling or a sense of meaning in some way, or it's a story. And we've really done, the reason I'm going so long on this is because we've really done the things that we talk about on this podcast and have for two, three years, um, using the experiments and formats, 
applying that to stuff we do, not chasing any kind of algorithm or whatever. That, that's the best part is that none of this is a response to uh, a top 10 list of search terms. I mean, it's right. It's, it's not like even though true crime is, is a successful genre, it's not like we're like, oh, what kind of, you know, thing can we sell out to get some views for? No, mm-hmm. not at all. Zero. So it's sincerely and legitimately uh, a natural evolution on a thing. Uh, and we've just put into practice every single thing that we've ever talked about on this podcast. So you can see that in action. Uh, and and please realize that it's just okay to reinvent. Yeah. Yeah. Because I was nervous at first. I didn't know how people were going to react to it. You, you just don't know until you do the thing and you just see what the response is. So... When we right. when we first did There's the no way to know. the Sally Clark video, uh, making a meth murderer, you know that was coming off the heels of, uh, I think the fifty fifty problem, which is a very different video, yeah. and it was like, different. okay, here's this thing instead now, and uh, the response was great, and it was literally literally like, hey, I really like this and would like to see more of it, which I don't know how you get a more ringing endorsement than that, so. No, that's really it. Yeah. And people subbing at a rate that says, I'm pushing this button out of all the buttons I can push on the YouTube.com because I want to see the next thing that this person does. Mm -hmm. That's really what, um, that's really what a subscribe is. And when you think about it that way, that's a big deal to make somebody think that. So, uh, doing a new kind of video and then seeing people respond in that way, uh, that's a, that's a good feeling. With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, motion sounds something like this. Kizik helps you experience the magic of motion. With over 200 patents and easy on, easy off technology, you'll never have to touch your shoes again. There are hundreds of styles and colors, plus a squish like nothing you've ever felt. For a limited time, get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. There was one comment that that struck me and I laughed at a bit where somebody said something along the lines of like, I never thought I needed Vsauce 2 true crime videos in my life. But now that I know that they <laughs> that, but now that I know that it exists, like I need it for the rest of my life is something like that. Um, but that that really kind of goes into what you were saying earlier, which is like this wasn't a trend that we were jumping on. It's not like we were doing the math of squid game or something like that, where it's like, Oh, what's popular. Oh, let's do the Vsauce two spin on that. It's more like, actually, this is an interesting way to approach things like, you know, the Einstellung effect. And I think it's a more, I think it's a better way of tackling those things than just doing a whole video on the phenomena because People learn through story. They don't learn through conceptual explanations. So I'm really happy with that. That's my number two. 
I'm thankful for the new Vsauce 2 format and everyone who's watched the videos and everyone who's left encouraging comments about them. This means I, I have to be thankful for something else in the world, don't I? Yeah, you do. Is it my turn? I, I wasn't prepared. I wasn't prepared to feel good about anything. I just, I just wasn't. <laughs> All I had was I'm glad it's not worse. <laughs> I think that's your one, two, and three. I'm glad it's not worse. That's the top 10. Um, <laughs> no, so I don't know exactly how to word this one, uh, but hear me out. I am thankful for everybody's little interests and quirks. Now, this is mostly a Discord Twitter thing. Um, but uh, who who was talking about plunderlings just last night? What are plunderlings? Uh, plunderlings. So I didn't. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to look it up again here so I can pop a link in. Uh cause there's a Kickstarter for it. They're these action figures that are like a little bit goblin and a little bit pirate. Um <laughs> okay. they look awesome. Yeah, they are so cool. I didn't know anything about them. Um there I just I just popped the link in. Uh there's a Kickstarter that funded the initial round of plunderlings. Well, so I spend 15 20 minutes reading about plunderlings yeah i think it was salt google docs uh um brought that up salt in the discord um yeah it was cool and uh salt said they were they were looking at them and you get these little accessories for them whatever it was fun for like 15 20 minutes as i watched uh some football on monday night and this happens a lot um demetrius who i saw is he still in i saw him earlier yeah there he is so he's into uh, bookbinding and uh, putting uh, embossing uh, foil, things like that on, on leather covers. I mean, it's really neat to see. And he tweets some of this, uh, some of the projects he did a, a Lord of the Rings um, custom job uh, a couple weeks ago. That I, I'm so fascinated <laughs> by the stuff that everybody is into. Monahan, whether it's Monahan says, who isn't goblin? into bookbinding? <laughs> that is a good point. <laughs> well, it is true. Everybody likes a, a good, well-bound book. Um, but yeah, whether it's a, a little hobby that something somebody collects a thing or they're working on something, it is the best. And I am so happy that... Uh, that people talk about this stuff, yeah. especially when it's something that I'm not into. So I love the fact that I had to look up plunderlings. I didn't, you know, I didn't know what they were. It, it was good. They got like $125,000 on Kickstarter. That's, that's not nothing. Um, but it's not like cards of humanity either. Uh, so I'd never heard of that. Uh, and I had a lot of fun. Well, I have fun going to, uh, some of the the websites for book binding supplies and looking at that stuff, just, just show people more and talk about stuff more. It is never, ever annoying. Yeah. It's never annoying. Maria. I don't think Maria is here. Um, Maria does uh, a bunch of, I'd say like office parties. I it, like, I think, I think when there's a little holiday, uh, Maria is going to be the one who uh, gets all the, the themed, food and decorations together and pops them out. And she'll like for Halloween, she posts some pictures of her spread at, at her office. Like, I want to see this stuff. It is so good. I want to know what you do, uh, whether it's, it's a thing you do at work or it's this weird little quirk. Uh, I forget who it is on Twitter who saves every single can of monster that they drink. I mean, I have a morbid curiosity about how big this wall is going to get. 
uh, and what like what their health is going to be like 9,000 cans in. <laughs> um, but you, you how know, are they stacking this with them? The food for dog stuff. The cans. Yeah, just, I mean, they just stack. Like, the cans stack naturally. How you high, know? though, without just, just tipping over? Uh, I don't know. I assume that they must glue like, them? Tape or glue or do something. Yeah. There's got to be some way to, to keep them tight in. Um, it, Walmart says, are the cans moldy? Do they wash them out first? I hope so, because... Oh my God! You hope we have a problem. If hope you didn't. that they are moldy. <laughs> God, I hope they're moldy and they stink. That'd be great. I hope they, they at least give them a rinse. Um, but yeah, so the food for dog story is like the grand, uh, epic version of this concept that I'm talking about. It's and the that's Iliad. Somebody, uh, it is. It's it's telling the big important part of their life. You know, that's that's relevant to what they do um but I, I like all the little mundane ones mm-hmm. i like the plunderlings and i like the book binding and i like the office parties um and i like being able to connect that with people oh linus is in the chat too so uh, i'm fascinated about the work that he does on cars because it's one of those things where it's it's at that super high level um uh, it's you know where somebody's clearly I, I'm trying to think of the word that doesn't cheapen it. So when you say craftsman, like a lot of people call themselves craftsmen. Artisan is a little bit pretentious, but you know when you meet somebody who just does a thing at a really high level, mm-hmm. <laughs> they're not just good at it. There just aren't very many people like him. Um, you know, that's where he's at with some of the car work. Uh, Restoration? I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know. He works on boats as well, which is uh his YouTube channel is, is boat focused. Um, those aren't worlds that I know a tremendous amount about. Uh, that makes it doubly fascinating to me. So my point is to talk to people about the dumb things in your lives or the great things in your lives. If you like plunderlings on your desk, I have a possum. Now the people on audio can't see this. Let me, let me make sure it's going to go through. I love possums. Um, I have a little possum by my monitor. He's on wheels, so you can pull him back, you know, pull him back and like make him zoom across, (laughs) zoom across the desk. I like possums. You know, I should tell more people about the possums on my desk Um, because I'd want to know about the possum on your desk. (laughs) You got to have something quirky on your desk, Kevin, don't you? Oh, gosh. I am like a the desk has to be clean guy. Uh, Like that's what I'm thinking, because I. I've spent a, a fair bit of time in that room and I'm like, I cannot recall anything other than like unfettered chic desk. Yeah. I hate <laughs> clutter. Oh man. Clutter <laughs> makes me crazy. It's, it's weird. I've noticed yeah. that with uh creative people go one way or the other. They're either like really hyper clean because the chaos um, distracts them or they're just, yeah total disaster messes and the disaster mess chaos comforts them it's the weirdest thing yeah no i think you're right there's not a lot of five out of tens in that game <laughs> no it's, <laughs> it's one or ten nothing <laughs> or total chaos yeah yeah nobody nobody's into a little bit of chaos are they no i think that's annoying both ways um yeah no, it's all or nothing on that i have a lot of art on the walls though but no, it's you know i'm into that you do i like you do. having art on the walls art is inspiring to me so i wish i had more yeah. art actually oh, good stuff there that is would important you like to, to buy 
you, you need more art. Would you like to buy? I'm looking at all the possibilities. Do you like very realistic looking scenes from from the Western frontier? Some very fine prints. I, I that could be would persuaded. Match absolutely nothing in your house. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Perhaps we'll see. <laughs> but uh, but those are quirks that I like. I I like knowing reinforced that that Kevin has this immaculate, pristine desk because that's something that I never really noticed. But I figured it was the case because I couldn't recall anything on his desk. Um, I like knowing that. You know, I like. Uh, knowing about the stuff he doesn't have on as much as I know about, I want to know about the things on yours. Uh, but just talk about stuff. It's not stupid or goofy, and even if it seems like it. Um, yeah, I think people are, get get self conscious about it, but it's like, yeah, don't that's don't I'm get self conscious yeah. about it. You know, people are. It is a weird thing where even if you're like not specifically into the thing, it come the passion comes across. And that's like such a generic piece of advice for YouTubers that you've heard for a decade now, where it's like authenticity, authenticity, authenticity. But there's a reason that it's generic because it's true. If people want to know what you get weird about, like what, uh, you know, unless it's like horrifying, (laughs) which is possible, (laughs) maybe you you get weird about something that's truly horrifying, in which case, you know, maybe don't post about that. But um, conversely, I think it is fascinating how something as mundane as a little tiny possum figurine or, or the like can actually be pretty interesting to somebody else because it, it's those little differences that make you who you are. And that's, people are attracted to that. They want to know who you are. You know, if you're just saying the same thing everybody else is about the same Ugh, TV shows and blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, that stuff is so boring. That stuff is so boring. And surely, you know, everybody has certain things that they get weird about. And and that's where your personality comes through. I think that's the big thing. Yeah, no, it's absolutely true. The, the quirky combination. So uh, I think this was before we hit record. Uh, we were talking about um, Seinfeld. You were talking about Seinfeld. And you said that you'd watched the whole thing start to finish a year ago. Yeah. Well, th- that's the the kind of uh, collection of information about what you enjoy in life uh, that that adds to things. So this may this may shock anybody listening. The guy who chain watched Seinfeld beginning to end has an intense in, uh, interest in the particulars of comedy <laughs> <laughs> that has shown in a few recent episodes. Yeah. Uh, that's the backstory that's the the detail that fills out all the stuff you pay attention to it matters and kevin put it perfectly i couldn't come up with uh the right phrase on it but it's natural to feel like to feel self-conscious about it and like uh somebody everybody else will think it's dumb even if they do it's charmingly dumb i I think it's dumb that this guy puts all the monster cans on his wall this is objectively (laughs) stupid (laughs) yeah yeah. there's truly nothing useful about that (laughs) however i think it's awesome (laughs) yeah i think it's great um yeah don't don't feel self-conscious and if somebody is weird about it just go somewhere else you're on the internet go to a different discord server if if people are giving you a hard time in one and i mean watch a different youtube channel if if anything you'll know at least 
at least two people, Kevin and Matt, will be interested <laughs> in in your thimble collection. Yes. And we'll ask you questions about your thimbles and what's different about them and what which thimble you like the best and which you like the least and why. <laughs> as, as stupid as that sounds, that does sound interesting to me. And I know it, if it's if it's that if a thimble collect, collection is one percent interesting to me, it's a thousand percent interesting to Matt. <laughs> oh, I know yeah, that for a fact. This reminds me since you talk about. Yeah, you talk about the collections. Dan the Latch uh, had to leave a few minutes ago. He was in the chat. Uh, he was talking about his dad's collection of tiny things. Mm. Now, I <laughs> so, so, <laughs> so I talked to him about this for like half an hour and then asked him a bunch of questions um, about uh, uh, the specific things that his dad was into. He just has this remarkable collection of really small things. So like little medicine bottles, um, anything that's in a package that, that is small, if it's pristine, he seems to be into it. Um, uh, base weight might've been right. No, I think it's his dad, not, not his grandfather. It, he has really nice displays and cabinets with all of these things. And it's just amazing to look at, uh, that, that kind of made my day as, as weird as it sounds. It was just, man, knowing the the effort that went into putting even just the the little portion of the collection that we saw together. Uh, I know what it's like when you see this thing, you're like, oh, this is going to be awesome. This is a fit. And that got built piece by piece and probably over many, many, many years. Uh, that is endlessly fascinating. So whatever you're into, whether it's antique medicine bottles or plunderlings on Kickstarter, talk about it because it's cool. Yeah. Yeah. What's interesting are the particulars, not the generics. Yeah. So let the particular yeah. really flag fly. <laughs> um, I have a, a quick one for number three. Number three, and then if okay. we if we have questions, you know, I definitely want to get to our friends for Friendsgiving, and I don't want to uh, hog the yes. conversation so much. So so we will get to that. Uh, Number three for me is this is going to be a, a weird one for some people, but for me, man, I am thankful for YouTube shorts. YouTube shorts yeah. have really, really helped Vsauce 2 this year in an absolutely incredible way. Um, you know, whether or not people like YouTube shorts, that's 100% you know, on you and I respect whatever <laughs> opinion you have on them, but let's, uh, let's be real about this for a second. TikTok has been the first actual competitor that YouTube has been, I don't want to say afraid of, but have taken notice of uh, ever, ever, I think mm -hmm. ever, you know, Pretty close. Yeah. The only other thing that came somewhat close was Twitch, I guess, but which they just tried to then buy and then they couldn't. So Amazon bought it and so then YouTube just did their own streaming thing, which from what I've heard, a lot of people like better than Twitch at this point. So I, I don't, I don't think YouTube really cared about Twitch. TikTok, they care about and yes, they do because they are losing market share to younger people to TikTok. So their response to that is YouTube shorts, which is basically TikTok on YouTube. And something is going on with these shorts where you could get a lot of views on these things in a way that's much, much more difficult in like the traditional 
YouTube sphere. I mean, first of all, obviously the yeah, the mechanism for the the delivery mechanism is totally different because you're not sitting there scrolling through your feed deciding what to click on. If anybody knows how TikTok works and and how Shorts work, things just start playing. Zoom, zoom. Do you just yeah? Do you want to watch this? No. Swipe. Do you want to watch that? Yes. Okay. Next. Nope. Swipe. You just go. And some of the Shorts that have been uploaded to Vsauce too. I've gotten millions and millions and millions of views, which, you know, hasn't really happened like that on that channel in years. So, uh, and, and also it's brought a lot of people into, it's been like a new discovery method for Vsauce 2, where people have like the gateway drug of the short and then, you know, oh, what is this channel? And all of a sudden it's like, holy cow, there's a lot of videos here that I can now watch that are you know, a lot more in depth than this 35 second, you know, math trick. So, uh, I know that it has kind of like a mixed response from some people having to see the shorts, the way that they're delivered, the way that they're different than the longer form content, et cetera, et cetera. All of that is valid. And I recognize that. Yes. Uh, but yes. what, 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 what you, what you need to know from me is that it has been a great, great boon for the channel to help out the longer form videos. If you like the long videos, yes. well, let me tell you, they are being supported and boosted and promoted through this very new mechanism called YouTube Shorts. And that didn't exist last year. And this year it's made a really big difference on Vsauce too. So I am thankful. I'm thankful for competition for YouTube yep. because that leads to innovation and it leads to new products being supported and they're supporting YouTube Shorts, and it's helping out Vsauce too. So I'm thankful for that. Yeah, and it's unique to see as well because on TikTok, the, the TikTok algorithm is pretty good at uh, showing you what you're going to like after it gets to know you a bit. At, at the first, at the beginning, it's a bit rocky because it has to be, uh, but it's a pretty good al algorithm in terms of uh, discovery that satisfies you. Um, YouTube can give you full length videos after a 30 second thing though. That's the remarkable part happening with shorts. TikTok can feed you other TikToks, other TikTokers that you like. It can give you more 30 second, 50 second bursts of, of what you like. YouTube can do that. Plus it can say, oh, you like this 30 seconds about true crime? Here's a, a 45 minute story that somebody's reading. Here's a 15 minute Vsauce 2 video. It can go in both ways. It can give you more shorts. It can give you long form stuff. And th that's a really interesting prospect. And I'm, I'm, I'm pretty curious about exactly how that's going to play out, uh, in 2022, but it's, it's been, it's been great for you. Uh, people see some of the little things and then take a chance on, on the bigger ones. Uh, it's great that they can have that opportunity and it's, it's been, you know, very beneficial, uh, for the channel. Can I make a weird analogy here that I just came up with and yeah. uh, you're all going to have to listen to now? <laughs> when you go to the mall, okay, and you go to the- Nobody goes to the mall. This, <laughs> there's, isn't there a documentary about nobody going to malls anymore? <laughs> okay, pretend that it was 10 years ago and you went to the mall, okay? Um, or you go to Costco, if anybody goes there. But I'm sticking with my mall analogy because I like oh, it better. Oh, I know where you're going with this. You go to the going. food like court, okay? Yep. There's one area in all malls called the food court, <laughs> and that's where all of the little restaurants are, little fast food joints. 
when you you know you know you're there all day. It's a long trip. You're shopping. You got to eat something. You go to the food court. Well, the Chinese food stalls at the food court almost invariably have somebody there with a little tray of like General Tso's chicken and some toothpicks handing out free samples. And if you're unsure of of which Great. fast food stall you're going to go to and some like lovely woman hands you some free chicken on a toothpick and you eat it and it's delicious, well, I think I'm going to get some Chinese food now. That's YouTube Shorts. YouTube yep. Short is the lovely lady with some free chicken on a toothpick to entice you <laughs> to eat the full Chinese food meal and get the lo mein and get the fried rice, get a little yeah. egg roll for yourself, a little soda, and uh, and fill your stomach before your, before your day at the mall is through. And if you don't like it, if that bite doesn't work out, it hasn't cost you anything and it's taken up 10 seconds and <laughs> yeah. it's really not a big deal. Move it's got to be pretty bad to, to make you like run to the garbage can in the food court and throw it up. <laughs> That's not going to happen. Uh, so, yeah, it, it's it's uh, you get introduced to a really good thing that you like a lot. And the worst case scenario is nothing really happens and you just move on to something that you probably will like. Um that that little free sample thing is such a good analogy for that. Yeah, it's really good, uh, and that can happen on YouTube in a way that it can't happen on TikTok. That's that's a really good way to put it. I like that. So you say, yeah, if you don't like it, you say thanks, and then you head to Arby's anyway, yeah. which is where you wanted to go. Somebody else will like to it. get those curly fries, <laughs> but you know, on the way, you had an opportunity to change your mind with the chicken. So that is number three for me. Um, YouTube shorts. Yeah. It's been nice to have a little free sampler of Vsauce 2 hanging out in the food court. And it's worked out very well for me. And, and, and I hope that uh, if anybody is on the fence about whether or not they should do shorts, I would say, uh, yeah, try it out. You know, do original videos that, you know, might be different than the long form stuff, but are still interesting, of course. And um, see how it works. Well, my third one's going to be really brief because I actually want to, I want it to be a topic down the road. Uh, we've talked about it privately a few times in the last couple of weeks about how important obsession is. Mm. And this is weird. It, it sounds weird because it's a completely a, a conceptual thing. Um, this came about because as people in Discord know, I've been talking incessantly about these uh, cards from the 1930s that have Native Americans on them. I, I'm weirdly obsessed with this. And it's it's awesome because uh, the first thing I do when I wake up in the morning is, is check alerts and see if any new ones are available or see if any offers got whatever. It doesn't matter. Uh, like whatever happens is fine. And, and that's such a nice thing. It's this cool little uh, start to the day. And I, I feel good about it, whether anything, you know, I've gotten anything or I've lost an auction. What it does, whatever, anything's fine. The obsession itself is the nice part about it. And I was talking about this and, and Kevin mentioned how obsession really plays a role in <laughs> the success of most of the people who we've talked to. Um, it's a little different, but it's really pretty much the same. Uh, everybody should be obsessed with, with something, not so much that it ruins your life. You know, like there's a difference between having fun playing poker and being, you know, a degenerate gambler that that loses your house. That's that's not a healthy obsession at that point. Um, but you should be into something. And 
you should take it seriously. Uh, I'm really thankful that I have a couple things to be obsessed with, uh, whether it's a goofy little collection or, you know, I'm really into, uh, the work that we do, you know, at, at night I'll, I'll read stuff last night. I was thinking about thinking about the next video and how to do that. And, uh, it, it you know, it doesn't feel like, like work at that point, but I obviously don't hate it. I, I would, it would be the last thing I would put any time into, uh, at 10 or 11 at night on a, on a Tuesday. Uh, but I'm really obsessed with, with that kind of thing, getting better. Um, Kevin talked about his obsession with making videos when he was not making any money from them. Yeah. I was obsessed with, with writing when I was making zero dollars for anything that I wrote. How many people have we talked to? Uh, Jose, Jose, was obsessed we just with had jokes. Yeah. And, for 10 years. Yeah, I, I love that one. And with weird Paul coming up, we're about to talk to the, the godfather of obsession. Hmm. Maybe dinosaur Dracula is more obsessed with in, with things in general. Dinosaur Dracula Paul, is think such so. a good example of what you were talking about as your number two, which is people sharing their passion. If you don't follow, yeah, if yeah. you do not follow dinosaur Dracula on Twitter, <laughs> So uh, good. And Instagram, you are making a grave error <laughs> in your life because yeah. he will dramatically improve your feed and and your life yep. because he shares his obsession in a way unlike literally anybody else that I can think of. Uh, it and it's infectious. You know, I don't want to collect SpaghettiO Ninja Turtle cans from. 1988 i don't i have no interest in that but he does yep. and i love that he does i i genuinely do and i genuinely mean that and his passion for like a bag of doritos from 1994 that had oh, like cool. the olympic dream team on it or whatever <laughs> or like it had like some sort of cartoon yeah. drawing of dracula or frankenstein i love that I love that. I don't want to do that, but he does. And that is remarkable to see. And it makes me happy. It's so weird. It makes me happy that that stuff makes him so happy. Genuinely. I mean that 100, 100%. And that, that folds into your obsession, uh, uh, topic that should be it, its own episode, but, uh, it's, it's true. Be. It's true. It's gotta be. Yeah. It, because I think that, I think that when you're obsessed with, something in a healthy way it is such a mood lifter it makes you happier it absolutely makes you happier that there's this little usually uh insignificant purpose <laughs> it's it's nice that it's insignificant because it's low stakes 99 percent of what i deal with is high stakes life sucks it's terrible <laughs> it's just awful it's it's pain and suffering well <laughs> when you're obsessed with goofy little gum cards from the 1930s, what can go wrong? <laughs> it's not, it's not like the, the government is going to ban them and send armed men into the houses of people who possess them. No, I'm pretty safe that nothing is going to change to, to negatively affect my life. So I have this safe little thing. Uh, it's almost like the way pets make you feel like, you know, cats and dogs just lift your mood. <laughs> it's that same kind of thing. Um, where you just feel better having this, this little thing in your life and it can be a little thing or it can be a big thing that you make a career out of. Yeah. Um, that absolutely should be a whole, ep a whole episode because that continuum is wild. 
everything uh, on both of those ends and then everything in between. Um, this podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp's software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. Well, and yeah, real it's, quick, it's you awesome. see the, the negative results of this on, uh, I really like watching shows like Bar Rescue or Kitchen Nightmares. Uh-huh. Uh, just because of my experience in the service industry for, for years and years and years, like I know how those businesses run. So it's fascinating to me to see people who are doing it poorly. It just is. It's just interesting to see, you know, the car wreck of it all. And I, and I, and I enjoy those shows. <laughs> but man, that uh, almost always is the number one reason why those places are failing is that those people aren't obsessed with being uh, uh, with being su- successful in those businesses. They don't stay late to, you know, make sure that the kitchen is clean and take pride in that or, you know, updating right. the menu or whatever it is. They don't, they're not obsessed with it. They'll show up. And even if they do show up for 12 hours a day, but they're miserable the whole time. Well, guess what? That's going to permeate the whole business. That's going to, you know, be obvious oh. when you're greeting guests as the maitre d or whatever or running food or being you know serving people at the bar like if you're miserable that that's going to make everybody feel like well if you don't want to be here why would i want to be here like that's what people don't understand about like bars and restaurants it's like if you if you own that thing and you make it obvious that you don't want to be there why would anybody else want to (laughs) no that's true yeah um, huh. no, that, that's, that's pretty interesting. That's a, an absolute killer to, <laughs> to be unhappy with that stuff. Yeah. Uh, when you were talking about, um, that, that commitment, uh, that's sports and practice with sports. It's, it happens. It's not very common, but it happens where somebody is very, very good at something and they go through the motions and they reach an extremely high level. This one, like three people listening are going to understand this. Todd Marinovich was a football quarterback in the 1980s into the early 90s, and he was developed in a, a very serious way uh, by by his father, especially. Um, and he didn't like football that much. Well, he he had a, a tough time. I mean, he made it to the NFL, so he clearly was very good at this thing. He was very good at football, um, but yeah, he he was not obsessed with it. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was showing up to the bar with a frown and half-assing the making the drinks, um, and that made the difference. And then you see these these interviews that, that almost don't even seem true, where you know it's the story that's like, yeah, he, he shoot fifty foul shots in a row, 
uh, before I can go home. And if I miss number 49, then it's 2 a.m. I really do start again. Like, okay, that is somebody who enjoys that level of commitment and that level of obsession. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's an element to it with, with everything from the hobbies to the stuff we talk about in these episodes. And, uh, yeah, I want to do that properly, but I'm so thankful for little tiny obsessions that, that make everything fun. And, um, yeah, the dinosaur Dracula following along. I don't, I don't, Linus mentions the MRE guy. <laughs> He's come up a lot. Oh, in yeah. I don't want to, uh, have a closet full of Doritos from 1984. I don't want to eat an MRE from 1871, <laughs> but I want to know both of these people who, who do those things. <laughs> but I want to be best friends with both of the people who do. <laughs> it's so true. The prospect, the prospect of both of their lives make me gag, but I want to be their best friend. <laughs> yeah, but I support them fully <laughs> and I will invite them fully, to my wedding. Yes. Uh, yeah, seriously. <laughs> yeah. No, so I'm absolutely thankful for that stuff. Uh, it just plain makes me happier. Yeah. <laughs> Gosh, it's so true. All right. Let's, um, let's hit up some of our friends giving questions from yeah. our patrons. Oh, we got to go quick on these. Yeah. Oh, so Conrad asks about Cowboy Bebop. Are you boycotting this, this remake or you just haven't seen it yet? Can I say I'm not? boycotting it like i'm not mad about it a lot of people i just are. don't want to watch it like i'm not interested in it in the same way that i'm not interested in watching a lot of things like okay. I, I watched all of the teasers that they sent out that was my um okay. you know free general sows to try to entice me to buy the meal i <laughs> i spit it out quickly because i i thought they were horrible oh, no. um so yeah so i don't know it doesn't seem like it's for me so I'm not, I'm not, I'm not interested in watching it, so I'm not going to, but I'm not like actively boycotting it or telling other people not to watch it. I'm just okay. like, it's not for me. So I'm, I'm not watching it. Well, I, I've seen more than you. I watched the first episode as I was, uh, cutting boxes the other day. I thought, what's a good show? What's a good thing that I don't really have to pay attention to as I cut boxes. I put that on, uh, and I've never seen the original, so I'm coming in completely fresh. All I know is people ripping it on Twitter. Um, it, it, it was okay. Uh, it, it was it was all right. A little confusing, and I the the feeling that I got was I can totally see how everything that's happening here would be amazing animated. Hmm. Um, some of it adds up oddly in live action, and uh, maybe I'll get used to that. I I don't know. I'll see if I keep watching it, but. Um, yeah, I will say real quick that yeah, the just... anime I love. I think it's beautiful. It's one of the most beautiful anime shows that has ever existed. It was one of the first, I think it was, no, it wasn't the first anime I bought. It was the first anime TV show that I bought uh, back in the day at like Sunrise Video or something where <laughs> anime DVDs were like $40 each for like four <laughs> episodes. I think I spent like $150 buying Cowboy Beat. Cowboy Bebop back in the day. Um, so, yes, I'm a big fan of the anime, and I'll just leave it as an anime for me. Well, I'm sure at some point uh, during the winter when uh, I'm snowed in, I'll get to the rest of, of the show just to, to see the whole thing. Um, but I jumped on this because this is the one time that, ever that I will be able to talk about an anime-related thing in a way that you can't. This is it. This is my one shot in life. 
because I've seen one single episode of a tangential <laughs> TV show <laughs> spinoff. That's right. Um, uh, let's see. Oh, this is good. This is from Boss Threads, who we've known a very long time. Uh, I've known him longer than I've known Kevin, which is it's pretty wild. Long. Um, Kevin, what animals would go in your turducken? <laughs> now, for people who don't know what a turducken is, it's a chicken stuffed in a duck stuffed in a turkey. So I have to assume that the only rules here are that those three things, turkey, duck, a duck, and chicken, cannot be part of your turduc- turducken. They've got to be fresh animals. What are they? Okay. Uh, well, then I'd like to choose non-land-dwelling animals and have some sort of like, I would do like a shellfish oh. turducken. Because I am a big fan of of seafood and of shellfish, so my turducken would be like a a lobster, shrimp, I don't know, clam thing, maybe lob <laughs> lob shrimp clam. I don't I don't know, I don't know how to <laughs> smash those words together to to make a new one. But that's that's what I would. Uh, yeah, yeah. Clamster. How do we do the word on that? <laughs> Clamster shrimp. <laughs> Lob clam. Well, I figured out <laughs> lob capron. That's not so bad. Ooh, is that? Lob, lob capron. That's good. Yeah, yeah. I like that. Um, uh, mine is a work of art. Uh, I, I'm. I want four marsupials. Three isn't enough. The problem with the turducken is that you stop at three. You've got to go to four, and they have to be marsupials. And that way, I can stuff a sugar glider in the pouch of a possum, oh my God. which is stuffed in the pouch of a koala, which is stuffed in the pouch of a kangaroo. Oh my God, that's horrific! <laughs> you love all of you love all of those animals. Why are you doing this? It's like a a saw movie. <laughs> It's like horrifying. I do love all of those. <laughs> I love every single thing in that in that chain, but I just can't I can't get away from the thought, well, you've got this pouch, you can stuff them right in. Everything else is horrible. Oh my you, you've really got to rip their insides apart and jam a whole animal in there. At least the pouch nestles. Yeah, that's like me saying like I would definitely eat like a labradoodle, a cat. I don't want to eat and them. A, and <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, but that's what a turducken is. You have to eat them. This is a meal. Oh, no, I guess. Well, <laughs> I didn't. Re- it's I didn't not really just like some sort of like this. human centipede thing that you have in your closet. <laughs> you, have to, you, have to, you have to serve this to your family <laughs> for, for Thanksgiving. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Linus says PETA has left the chat. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, PETA is doxing us. <laughs> uh, I guess I, I, it's one of those things where you get so wrapped up in, in can you that you don't stop to think about whether you should. should. you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Um, Let's see. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. This is from uh, Letterman. Uh, it, mostly for Kevin. Have you, have either of us seen the Mr. B Squid Game video yet? Oh, it's now. Did you, I, I know you watched came a little out. bit. Did I you mean, watch it all? Yeah, no. I mean, I've been working all day. Hours ago. It just came out. Two hours ago. And three. I literally watched the first 30 seconds, uh, which I said to you, Matt, was like astoundingly fast paced. And the editing was absolutely crazy i mean you want to talk about getting straight into your content 
watch that video it because just starts. that's a friggin' masterclass in just starting the content. Holy cow. That's all I saw though. They were, uh, just yeah. uh, about to start playing the red light, green light game, but then I had to do this podcast. So I did not see uh, any more of it. I was going to say that it had over 4 million views in an hour. Uh, but I see in chat. Yeah. Linus says it had 3.4 million views in 28 minutes. So that's an even stronger pace <laughs> than I thought. Wow. <laughs> um, yeah, that's insane. So, uh, yeah, we've seen the first 30 seconds and I suppose, uh, we'll watch the rest of it pretty soon as we have to, um, this is good. It's from base weight. Uh, I, I'm going to alter it. His question is, who is our favorite member of the Discord? Well, we can't answer that. It's like declaring a favorite child. And there are so many babies. But I can, I can say uh, somebody who I like. And it is Ducky because every single morning you get the message top of the morning at like 11.15 a.m. my time. And I, I don't know why this thrills me so much. If, if I get to noon... And there's no message in the Discord from Ducky saying top of the morning. I'm going to call the police. Something's wrong. <laughs> Something has happened to Ducky uh, and and we will be concerned. Uh, but yeah, it's just a neat little thing to <laughs> happen every day. Um, well, Kevin? Yeah, I will I will quickly say somebody who is, is very busy with their, their life, so they're not around so much, but is like the patron saint of TCU, and that is James. James yes. gets a gigantic shout out. He is truly the patron saint of the Create Unknown, but uh, it's a busy, busy, busy guy. So he's not really hanging, Extremely hanging out too much the in moment. the Discord or anything like that. But just because he's not doing that does not mean he is forgotten or that we do not appreciate really how great James is. So yeah, I talked to him on WhatsApp a few weeks ago, and I think uh, I think he'll be around a bit eventually. Um, but yeah, just a, a crazy schedule at the moment. Um, but yes, James, everybody misses you. And we hope you, we hope you pop around soon. Um, I got to take that one off because we just did it. Kevin, this is about food for tomorrow. Uh, number one, are you having turkey? Uh, no, no, I, I don't think so. I think that uh, we're going out to eat, actually. Uh, my family is spread out like all over the place. So it makes very little sense to have this gigantic turkey and all this stuff and blah, 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 blah. You know, it, it's just like not part of the deal anymore for us. So just a small thing. What, what kind of food are you going to go out and get? I don't know. I, I, I don't, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. You haven't we'll decided see. yet? No, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm not really sure. But, you know, we'll see. It's just not kind of like a, you know, back in the day, man, my, my family, I had such a huge family concentrated in a pretty small radius in upstate New York that gosh, one year we li literally had to rent out this like dining hall kind of thing. Cause there wasn't room enough for everybody. It must've been 40 people, but times have changed. You know, people just have moved all over the country. It's crazy, man. Everybody's yeah. just so spread out now that, uh, that does not happen anymore. Cats in the cradle and the silver spoon. <laughs> yeah. we do have to start making references that that 
you don't have to be 81 years old. To get- <laughs> I don't know if that's possible. I don't know if that's possible. Something like 3% of the people who listen to the show are over 55, which is baller. Hey, I well, love it. So they all know that you're song. out there and you know the song. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, then I'll have to answer Conrad's question, the actual one, which is turkey, baked, fried, etc. It's going to be a traditional roast uh, tomorrow. Um I don't know the details this time around. I didn't have anything to do with turkey this year. I, uh, in the past, I've done things like uh, the brine and seasoning and all of that, and then um, passed it off for the cook. But I think it's going to be a pretty straightforward one. But there's always turkey. Uh, there's not so much ham because half of my, or I think more than half of my family at this point, has a very odd allergy to pork products uh, that for most of them developed later in their lives in their lives, uh, where it, it will send them to the hospital. Oh my uh, God. I didn't even know that was extremely. a thing. Yeah. So I hate it ham anyway to find out ham is garbage. I never really liked it. Uh, I love all pork things, but I never gotten to ham. Uh, but yeah, there's this, it can have an effect on the shape of, of, uh, blood cells and, Ham can can make you extremely, yeah. Whatever this little ham syndrome is, oh my um, God. and so it's like a, a super version of of anemia, you know. And, and people get extremely Jeez. lightheaded, pass out, uh, throw up. Uh, it can go really, really badly. Um, so anyway, that's that's why we don't have a whole lot of ham um, or pork products at at family gatherings. So it'll be traditional roast. The best part about Thanksgiving being over is going to be not seeing those idiotic videos of uh, oil fires that, that fire departments put out. It's like, this is how easy it is to burn down your house with a, a deep fried turkey. Do you know what I'm talking about, Kevin? <laughs> yeah, I do. I do. Because Wang retweeted it saying how awesome the video was because it was just starting gigantic <laughs> fires. Right. It was very funny. <laughs> uh, I don't know how many of those happen a year, but... Yeah, it, it's. It, I hate those videos. All you have to do is not overfill your <laughs> overfill yeah, your fryer you and know throw the people turkey do. in it like it's like a cannonball at summer camp. Two things you know people do. <laughs> One is they'll overfill it and then like not have any idea that displacement exists. <laughs> Drop the thing in yeah. and just have it spill all over the place. The other thing <laughs> is put like a frozen turkey in. Right. The deep fryer. Boss Thread says this in the which in the is chat. also damn turkey. extremely yeah. dangerous. Uh, don't do that either. So, <laughs> I guess we'll be protected from those videos until November of next year. Yeah. Um, this from Linus. How far apart, Kevin? Do you and I live? Walk, car, plane? I actually looked this up once, and it's like a four and a half day walk. Wow. That's a, I forget. It's a long walk. It's a long walk. The pace on that has to be brisk and like 18 hour day. <laughs> <laughs> no stopping for food, bathroom or sleep. And you yeah. can make it in four days. In assuming every, everything is flat and there are no like mountain ranges in between. I don't, I don't know who thinks it's four and a half days. I'd give it 10. I could do it in 10 days. I bet. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. I'm comfortable with a 10 day walk on that. I know a guy, I worked with a guy once who would ride his bike from Utica to Cooperstown for work. How? That's, that's, that's far. 
35, 40 miles, yeah. most of it not flat. Yeah, yeah. This was not a guy who uh, oh my God. Uh, was, this is a guy who was on hard times and he would often sleep mm. in the stock room so that he didn't have to ride his back, uh, ride his bike back to Utica uh, before work the next day. So this was like not a good situation with this guy, but yeah, that, that was the no. person who I, only person I ever knew who uh, would travel like an extremely long distance, not in a car, um, regularly. Like, good Lord. Imagine doing that in the winter. Was he... Um, uh, the restaurant wasn't open in the winter, so he, he wouldn't do it in the winter. Was he in good physical shape? No, he was like an older guy. I'm just curious about what happens to your body. No. Okay. Yeah. He was an older guy. He didn't have his he license. Had a good heart. Mm. Uh, not a good situation. But yeah, when I found that out, I was like, oh, jeez. This is, this is like... I don't remember what episode we talked about, about like life experiences changing you. But this is one of those things where, yeah, you're like, oh, so this guy's life is not good at all. He has to ride his bike 40 miles to wash dishes and then sleep basically on a stack of boxes in the stock room. That blows. But the owner of the restaurant knew him. I don't know why I'm going into this so much, but the owner of the restaurant knew him from like back in the day and gave him the work because the guy needed it. Well, it's a nice thing to do. I think we need, that is a good thing to do. Well, that's, that's a, a nice ending to a story that was bleak. That, that was starting to feel grim. <laughs> bleak. bleak. Especially if you, if you, well, let's go back know. to, it could always be worse. <laughs> you know, Utica. <laughs> it could always be worse. It can always be worse. You didn't, you don't have to live in Utica, which is one thing. Yeah. Um, there's a reason why the, the people in the Scranton branch in the office made fun of the Utica branch. Um, and then, uh, number two, you don't have to ride your bike 45 miles nope. up and down hills to work. No, that's cool. That is cool. Kevin, this one's for you. If you found a Skittle on the floor, would you throw it away or would you, in the spirit of Thanksgiving, be thankful and eat it? I would throw it away. <laughs> Why? I don't eat off the floor. I do not. There is I nothing. get grossed out eating off of a counter. Eat off the like if my food falls off my plate and onto my counter, I'm, uh, I hesitate. What? Yeah. I dropped a slice of bacon raw on my floor last night and I held it up to the light and I didn't see any fur, any fuzz. Oh, you didn't see so any bacteria? Oh, so strange. You didn't put it under a microscope? I put it in a pan <laughs> with hot oil that would kill all that bacteria. <laughs> Nothing is going to survive. And if it does, if something bacterial from that floor survives the iron skillet, then it deserves to, to live in my body. All right. Well, yeah, you. I want that. I want that tenant. But, it, but we're. Yeah. I'm talking about straight. There's truly nothing that you from like floor to mouth. I'm not. Is there boiling something it. that you would eat off the floor? There's got to be one thing that you could not bear to just throw away. No. What could be so precious that I wouldn't just throw you away? You haven't eaten in three days. Four days. You haven't had water in seven days. Well, of course. You find well, you, a Skittle. So you have to you create find some ridiculous extreme scenario to force me to eat floor food? <laughs> like, that's not a good that's not a good way to determine this. As long as there's no hair on the food, it's fine. What's wrong with hair? Like cat hair or something like that. Well, because Why do you that draw the line of stuck hair? in your mouth and that's unpleasant. So you could pick, yeah, but then wouldn't <laughs> you just pick that off? What I'm worried about are the things I mean, you can't sure, pick off. Uh I don't know. I, there are too many of those to, to bother about. Like I, 
I don't know. I, I just think of all the things that I could swab and test and it would be, wasn't there a curiosity box item where you, where you could do that yeah. recently? Yeah. The bacteria where you could kit. do a bacterial culture. Yeah. yeah. Like, I wonder what people put in that. I, I hope they submit pictures so they can be like, here's the swab of my toilet seat. And you're horrified at the result, you know, you're like, this is the inside of my baseball glove. And it's, <laughs> oh, they always say like the kitchen Awful. sink is, is like a million times worse than a toilet seat. Well, I try to I keep uh, the kitchen sink cleaner than probably anything else in my house. Um, wash my hands a lot when I make food, mm. you know, like raw, um, raw stuff. Well, anyway, no, I don't. I, don't I think need we know that under normal floor. circumstances, uh, that means Kevin's not thankful and he hates Thanksgiving. What's <laughs> this from Gasol? Uh, what's something that you are thankful for now that you never would have been thankful for five years ago? Oh, um. I don't know. That's kind of a that's hard. big question that I wish I had more time to think about. Um, uh, I suppose one thing that is a big answer to a big question is feeling settled and not feeling hey, like, you know, there's always something better or something else I need to do or things that I'm missing out on or blah, 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 blah. Like that's a big source of anxiety. I think when you're younger, that as you get older, really kind of dissipates for most people where you feel like more settled in who you are and what you're doing and you know what the next year is going to look like and what the next four years are going to look like and stuff like that and that's a to me a better place to be um i don't know if that sounds like it's a bad thing but to me it's not to me it's a good thing like within the confines of that comfort you can still find things to uh, explore and be excited about but at the same time, there's not this like underpinning of, oh, I don't know who I am or what I'm doing or where I'm going. Like that feeling sucks. I had that feeling so, so strongly when I was around 25, where I was just supremely lost about what to do and who I was going to become and blah, uh, blah, blah. Julius Bloop videos to get a sense of that. <laughs> yeah, sure. The Jerry Bloop videos is what I mean. You were, you were living Jerry Bloop. <laughs> I just didn't know what to do at all. And I hated it. I hated that uh, uncertainty. So I would say, yes, in the last five years, I've gotten kind of more certainty about where I'm at in life and um, and being cool with that. Because once you're cool with that, it kind of is freeing and opens up a lot of other stuff because you don't feel so, I don't know, just anxious about like, ugh. Should I live here? Should I move there? Should I take this opportunity? Should I get this job? Or like all of that stuff sucks <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. I, I don't like to, I don't like living like that. No, that takes away a, an entire class of problems, doesn't it? Like all those big things you mentioned. That's a good way to put live, it. What yeah. am I going to do with myself? Yeah. It's just freeing. Like you can exhale, I think. Mm -hmm. um, and it, my answer is extremely similar. Uh, where I am very thankful now for boring, boring days, a day where nothing will happen at all. Absolutely nothing. Um, that is the best. And five years ago, you know, five years ago, I was just coming back from um, being in India for a long time. And, and you know, that was quite different from uh, a boring rural life. Well, guess what? This is awesome. It's so good. And I'm so thankful that uh, I, I hear one or two rumbles a day, which is the 
post office truck and UPS truck dropping off some Amazon packages on the on the porch. And that's it. That's it. Boring is amazing. Yeah, there's a serenity there that I think is kind of, <laughs> I don't know, underappreciated. But yeah, you get to appreciate that at a certain level. And I don't know. Yeah. It's nice. It's nice. Because you're right. There are a lot of other things always that are... <laughs> crisis seas and huge problems yeah and it's like man those are hard enough on their own uh to not compound those with you know kind of other personal and professional problems is nice yeah no it, it feels good to have one thing that's just not going to be much of a problem i like that well we've got we've got three left and we can quick hit these Google Docs asked uh, how many years I spent in the wilderness living off berries and the occasional squirrel. None, however. Uh, this came up a couple weeks ago. One of my favorite memories uh, from being a child was being about five and having a five-gallon bucket of uh, chestnuts in the, in the corner of the cellar and having a hammer to uh, break open those chestnuts and then eating the nuts. Um, that I like. I eat a lot of nuts in the late eighties. Uh, and it was just, I don't know why, like I would come home from school, which then it, it was kindergarten and like immediately go to the cellar and get the hammer and, and sit on the floor and start cracking chestnuts. Um, or I'm sorry, butternuts, not chestnuts, butternuts, because butternuts have this sticky green felt almost on the outside. So your hands get horribly sticky, which you don't care about when you're five. Um, but yeah, I, I need to return to nut munching is Wait, what I'm getting at. Why, Life was better when Why I was did you have nuts. a bucket of butternuts in your cellar? Uh, I think we just picked them up. You know, they, they were outside. There were butternut trees and we just oh. uh, picked up, you know, f they were on the ground and you just filled a bucket with them and uh, let them dry out. And that way they're not sticky. Uh, then they're easy to handle, but the nuts are fine. They're just, you know, they're just messy when they're all sticky like that. But again, I was five. I didn't care. So you just... Mash them with a hammer and eat the knot. <laughs> okay. But yeah, no, not too many berries. The closest um, I ever came to that was uh, I had friends when I was little who had a rhubarb bush and we would just ooh. pull, you know, stalks of rhubarb off of that bush, peel it and eat it. Do you still like rhubarb? I Dude, I don't think I've had it since I was like nine, since, <laughs> since like those days. I don't remember, like rhubarb is not something that I readily find available but yeah, when I was a kid, it was cool to just, wow, you could just like rip this thing off this bush, peel the yeah. outside of it and like eat the middle. And it's kind of this weird, sour sort of flavor. It's kind of cool. It's tough to describe. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I ask because there's a, a big rhubarb patch like directly behind my house. I mean, it, it butts up against the house. It grows against part of the house. Oh. And uh, the last time you were here, I, I don't eat, I don't like it very much. Okay. I don't eat rhubarb i would have been happy to to load your trunk with giant rhubarb leaves <laughs> i get pulled I over that. the cop searches the car it's just <laughs> full of <laughs> rhubarb like get the hell out of here what are you doing uh, i can explain the officer leaves are so big though i'm sure a lot of people haven't seen rhubarb leaves but they're like they're like big tennis rackets that that's fair isn't it oh yeah yeah. Like celery, celery combined with a tennis racket. Yeah. That it's, it's yeah. Yeah. And I just remember it being really kind of like a weird sour flavor. Yeah. That and uh, yeah, like, never been. like uh, wild berries we would eat just in, mm -hmm. in the yard. 
you know, didn't didn't wash them or anything. We just eat them off the no, bush. No, no. Strawberries, the blackberries, you just go and eat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The blackberries, um, apples as well. But yeah, it's been, I, I, you know, it's it's been a couple of years since I've really had the time to do that stuff in the fall. Um, we've had a couple odd, like September, October, heavy workloads uh, for a few years, and I've I've missed out on things like berry eating. So I, I want to eat berries in 2022 is my <laughs> my point here. I, I need to get back to return to nut and berry. Yes. Um, we're gonna end on two from base weight. One's real quick. What's the best Black Friday deal? Do you know of anything amazing? It'll be gone by the time this episode comes out. Oh, I, I don't really know. I don't really know. I'm not the deal, man. You are the deal meister. Is there anything that you're looking for, though, that you hope there's one thing that you just hope goes on super sale so you can finally get it? Uh, so last week I did a big haul of anime Blu-rays. Uh, okay. because a friend of mine, uh, makes anime DVDs for a living. He works, you know, with this company called Discotech and they restore old, usually like eighties anime. And he, he works on like restoring them and, and all this stuff. So, uh, his company that, that he makes the Blu-rays for had like a big sale and I talked to him about it. And I, I was like, dude, just give me a list. What should I watch? Cause he knows everything. And I don't know this stuff. Um, so he gave me a list and I ordered a whole bunch of anime DVDs. I was, I was really excited about it. They're all like 50% off. So that was cool. That was my, my big thing. And then usually I look for games. Uh, I don't really like buying video games at full price. I wait for them to be on sale and then I'll buy like a bunch of them that are on sale. Yeah. Um, so I'll be looking for those, but nothing else. I don't really buy a lot of stuff. I don't know. I, yeah. I just don't. No, I, I, what I'm looking for this year is a surprise. You know, I, I want something that, that pops that I didn't even see coming that, that will really improve life. It's so weird now because Amazon has a bunch of things like they'll go on sale, like 30, 35% for normal things like curtains. You know, nobody's pumped to buy curtains on Black Friday, but if you need curtains, like it's a day to, to save a bit. Um, I'll get a couple things like that, household things that I need. Uh, but yeah, I really want to wake up on Friday and see something that I didn't even know I needed, but I do. And it's amazing. That's so yeah, nothing specific that I'm gunning for. Um, just want, just want a surprise, <laughs> a, a surprise blender. <laughs> um, yeah, this is, this is the last one from base weight. Um, it's about Thursday, not Friday. Is there a tradition around this time of year that you're looking forward to? As far as I'm concerned, Anything it's this now. It's Friendsgiving. Like, I like this episode yeah. every week. It's nice. Um, as I said earlier, you know, Thanksgiving for me has gotten weird over the years because of how spread out my family is. So this is really like a nice opportunity, I think, every Wednesday, you know, the night before Thanksgiving for all of us to get together and um, just hang out in a way that we don't get usually get to on this podcast and talk about things we don't usually get to on this podcast and have it be a more ca casual um, episode, a more laid back episode, a more, I don't know, less critical and more cheerful, that sort of thing. Talking about things like rhubarb and like seller yeah, nuts. A less thinking. Like that's pretty great. That, <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty great to me. So 
Um, I hope that, you know, we've done this. I think this is our second year in a row doing this. Maybe it's, I think it's the second annual uh, Friendsgiving. And uh, I really, really hope to continue this tradition. And I hope everybody that's here with us tonight will join us again for Friendsgiving next year. And, And new people come. Yeah, that that's another hope that I have. I hope that's next right. friends friendsgiving is bigger and better and more people than this friendsgiving. So if you've been on the fence about joining us on these live recordings, I know a lot of people can't just due to the nature of work and and life and that sort of thing. But if yeah. if you can fit it into your life, people are traveling and stuff. Um, that would be that'd be sweet. Uh, we'd love to have you for sure. Yeah. No, I feel the same way on that. I, I really have been looking forward to this, just hanging out and talking about whatever comes up and, uh, you know, seeing the people who we talk to all year long. I like it. Um, yeah, really look forward to that. Well, that's the uh, the last question of tonight. I think that's a good place to end on, a good note to end on, because I think that... End on the sentimentality. Yeah, that's what this episode is all about. It's about the sentimentality. It's about the community. Um, you know, that you have created here around this show, uh, that you continue to support and listen to week after week. So yeah, that's my big call to action is next year. I want to see your avatar (laughs) in the sidebar. I want to see your questions in the episode chat and, uh, hopefully we get to answer them. Please. Yeah. Join us. And, and going back to, uh, Matt's big wish is to share what makes you weird, whether that's in the discord or yes. on Twitter, share your passion, share your obsession. Even if you think that it's not a big deal to you because it's just some thing, some quirky thing that you like, um, you'd be surprised. You'd be surprised at what other people will think is really interesting that you might take for granted about yourself. So just do it. Make something mean something. That's the whole point of this show. Making something and meaning something can be as simple as just sharing pictures of your 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 possum figurine collection that adorns. <laughs> when you first said you had a possum, I just really wish you were going to hold up an actual live possum in front of the camera. I wish. I really do. I I want to lure possums into living here. Can you domesticate them? So many ticks. People do, but I just want them outside. I want them to eat deer ticks. Oh yeah. They keep acreage really uh, clear of them. And I, I wish I had 20 possums living in the backyard. It would be amazing. <laughs> it would be amazing. I also I am anything. a big fan of possums. They're very strange, They're very strange creatures. They're great. Yeah, everybody should like them. If somebody doesn't, that's a red flag. You should be suspicious. Turn and run. <laughs> this is the ultimate litmus test. Yes. Do you like possums? Eh. Yeah, if you if you shrug or, or if they shrug or say no, um, yeah, run. Get nine one one on speed dial, ready to push the button. You're going to need it for their safety <laughs> or yours. <laughs> it's true. Um, all right, we uh, we hope to see you next Friendsgiving. Um, I hope everybody who's with us tonight has a safe and wonderful Thanksgiving tomorrow, and everybody listening to this next week had a safe and wonderful Thanksgiving. And until next time, we will see you, Space Cowboys. Thanks for listening to The Create Unknown. We make this show with the support of our patrons. 100% goes directly to keeping episodes going every week. 
Thank you to the Tots and Dumpster crew who save tiny little lives every month. And thank you to our grizzled, battle-hardened child infantry. Jen Mafasanti, Kevin Menard, Mikhail Steinke, Risebread, Sean Malone, Triple Question Mark, Ryan, Kamikaze, Maria, Marco, Sheep, Tom Videogre, Jelksies, and Dan the Latch. And a tremendous shout-out to our elite baby gang commanders. Linus and Trev's Dead, Boromir, Bot Dogs, Chinchilla, Isaac, Conrad, James, Andrew, Jeff Davis, Patrick Pister, Baseweight, Monahem, Dojangles, and Zero. Again, you are the elite. Thank you as well to our indentured servants, producer-editor Ben Webster and producer Dan Yosua. And thanks to Baseweight for use of the Created in the Unknown song for our opening theme, and to Electro Voice for giving us mics to sound good on top of it. The Create Unknown is an unknown media production in partnership with Studio 71. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.